Welcome back to the Mammy Show. This is your host, Rohit. Today, we have President and COO of DCT Strategy. Thank you, Kurt, for getting into the show. Thank you so much, Rohit. So, would you just like to give a quick intro about yourself, like how you got started with your company and what do your company do? Sure, sure, sure. It was, um, it was how I got here was a, uh, a windy road. I didn't go to college to become you know, a technology person. It just, we just ended up that way. So my career started at UPS when I was much younger, which is a logistics packaging company. And then from there, I got an opportunity to come work at AT&T. I got a, you know, a brother-in-law at the time said, hey, you can take, uh, get an interview over there. So I went to AT&T and moved into sales. And that was my first foray into technology. And then from there, I spent the next 15 years in technology working for uh, AT&T, supporting very, very large customers. I mean, it were massive enterprises that were my responsibility. And then I left AT&T and I started up a company that actually worked alongside AT&T selling their products and services, as well as other companies. It's called the Solution Provider. And that was my first step into entrepreneurship. Uh, I already had that 15 years of background in technology. And then just after COVID, I saw where the, where the industry was moving towards. A lot of my customers were asking for consulting services, advice on what they should do from technology. And that's where I saw digital transformation really helping customers out and companies out and really putting it in, in a perspective where with, with how things were changing, companies really need to get a better handle on how to take advantage of these technologies. So that's when I started DCT Strategy about 2021, 2022. And for 2023 on, it's been a... It's been a huge influx of customers from an AI perspective. Hmm. Obviously, everybody's talking about AI with ChatGPT. Uh, everybody wants to put that into their business. Everybody wants to understand what it means. They want to demystify it. They want to see how they can take advantage of it. So we have a specialization in that. We have a lot of data scientists that help customers understand their business, what they could do with AI, how they could build AI models, how they could deploy it. And how can it really make a difference in their business? I get it. So you get into the entrepreneurship pretty early, I guess. So what do you think, like any viewpoint do we have regarding the entrepreneurship? Uh, viewpoint, sure. You, 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 you can read a lot of different things when people talk about entrepreneurship. But from an entrepreneurship perspective, if, if that's something that you like, if you like creating something that wasn't there or you want to go out on your own to try something out, then I, I certainly say you should do that. You just have to understand that it's it's on you. I mean, you have to you have to have a strong system to be able to deal with ups and downs of what's happening in business. You know, there can be times where you don't make as much money, uh, and other months you do make a lot of money. Uh, if if people don't have the what they would say intestinal fortitude to deal with those moments, then it could be pretty tough. Uh, and also entrepreneurship, you, you're you're it's a little lonely when you're when you're starting something out. I mean, it's not a, a negative in a sense that you should feel bad for somebody there, but but you have to come up with ideas. You have to figure your way out of problems. You have to find ways to create solutions. Uh, you have to really adapt. You have to change. You have to pivot with what's going on in the market. It's a wonderful thing to do, but if you go into it thinking it's going to be easy and it's going to be driving Lamborghinis and everything's perfect then you, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur. But if you want to change things, if you want to create you know, what you want to create and you want to go out on your own and you really want to try and see if what's going to happen, then absolutely go for it. But just understand there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. But if you can make it through the downs and, and tolerate that, then you should go for it. And I think like the people who have Lambos or 
any big car, you know, like everyone dream of having a Royce or maybe the anyone, anything, you know. So I think entrepreneurs or risk takers deserve this, you know, because there is something which not everyone can do it, you know, in entrepreneurship because there's so many ups and downs most probably. And usually people like these used to feel every day that I should quit. How I'm going to go with my running, my keep running my business without this. I'm going to keep doing this. Having the working as a one man army, even in the beginning for the first six months or a year, I guess. So I think entrepreneurs deserve that at the end. If these guys are having those. Sure. Never, never take that away from them because it's, it's almost like you've ever seen that picture of the iceberg and it says success. Yep. And it says everybody, you know, you look at the iceberg, everybody sees, you know, the success, yeah. everything you, but they don't see under the water where, you know, the sleepless nights, the, yeah. the anxiety that, that rages through you, the stress, how are you going to make payroll? If you have a bad month, what are you going to do? How do you, yeah. how do you come around this stuff? So look, that's not to turn people off, but you're right. People do deserve that because they take all the risk and they're really going for it. Sure. There people within their organization help them to make it successful as well. But when it comes to payroll, you know, those people don't have to, they don't have to cut checks. They don't have to go to their retirement savings accounts, right? When you run a business, you have to figure it out. You have to find ways to actually make it happen. So yeah, they deserve it. But yeah. you know, from a perspective of, you just don't do it because you think it's, it's, you know, what they put in the movies. It's not, you know, life isn't that way, right? There, there's always challenges. They have to be able to find your way through. That's right. So yeah, it's starting a company easy. What do you think? I mean, starting a company is pretty easy, but running a company is not easy. Yeah. Starting it was real easy. Somebody said to me once that it was starting a company was uh, was harder than an MBA. And I, I haven't I haven't found that at all. Uh, actually, starting it was easy. It's pretty easy. It's nothing complicated, yeah. nothing much, you know? No, it, the, the, the hard part is is coming up with the concepts, coming up with go to market when you're doing that stuff yourself, right? Because you can't afford to pay for all that. And then uh, you said wear a lot of hats and then you bring people on. And then uh, the hard, the biggest challenge is managing people, right? Is everybody has different needs and different wants and, and important things in their life. And you have to manage through, you know, relationships. I mean, companies are run by people. So managing that is the tougher aspect because everybody's got some different challenge and you, you can't you can't be everything to everybody. You try to do your best in managing it. So you used to, you used to talk about artificial intelligence as well. It's changing at this point of time. Like AI is coming, bunch of new companies are coming up. You know, like uh, you can write down your words and like you you know you know the best. You know, like how AI is changing everything. So what do you have for this to say? Sure, sure. So so from an AI perspective, it's been around for a very long time, right? You had back in 2016, AlphaGo, I think it was called Beat. You know, one of the the Chinese game. I don't remember what it was called, but he beat the the master at that. And that was in 2016. Nobody paid attention because you, nobody cared about that game except if you were uh, in China or something like that. And AlphaGo, we couldn't use it. ChatGPT came along. We were all able to use it. We all saw the tangible effect from it, and that's what. I mean, they got 100 million users within two months. From an AI perspective, it's. Companies now, and this isn't this isn't the fear of missing out. This is just reality. There's a lot of articles written on it. If companies don't become AI first, their competitors will be. And then yeah. when the competitors are, then you're going to be losing your customers or you'll be out of business. So you have to find ways to work on an AI strategy and implement it within your business. And you have to work with experts that can help you navigate that field. Well, what's coming next? It's like technology is not giving you time 
to catch up with AI. Technology is adapting. And the next that's coming, you say is meta, metaverse, Web3, blockchain. Uh, you know, you see a bunch of articles. I've heard anything from three to five years where metaverse is, is going to explode, but that can change. There's so many investments being made. There's so much happening that any, any little change can happen and metaverse can take off. So I think, I think, uh, I've seen one study. They say metaverse by 2030 is going to be a four to five trillion dollar market between now, which is probably, you know, 200 million, 300 million now to, to, to trillions. You still have a, a line is going to come up. It's not going to go 2029 to 2030 and go straight up. It's going to start increasing. So you have Microsoft, big investments there. You have uh, Meta, yeah. $10 billion a year into it. And you actually have, uh, I think, LVMH and Nike have now moved into the metaverse, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the most important part for any company to think of now is we have Generation Z now that's up and coming, right? Yeah. College, they can be graduating. They're going to be 30% of the workforce by, by 2025, 2030. They're, they're now in the workforce. They're now your customers. So you have to cater to what their needs are and what they're looking for. And I believe that's going to be the catalyst for where you see Metaverse go. And it's very important to businesses what you can do with it. It's, it's not Roblox and just Fortnite today. You're going to have these, these um, innovations that are going to happen where you're going to put Walmart's probably going to use that for training employees. They just put on the goggles, go into the metaverse, and you have full training of any employee. Digital twins. You'll have uh, every aspect of people, uh, processes, and equipment that are duplicated in the metaverse, and you can actually put processes into place, and you can actually run through things. So in the software world, you had the pre-production environment before you put it to production. Metaverse is going to be that for a lot of things as well. So that's where I see it going. The interesting part is, is it going to be a year? Is it going to be two years? Is it going to be three to five years? You know, we don't know. We don't know. Anything can happen, right? Even Web3 is, Web3 is coming up as well. So what do you have to say about Web3? Like, do you think like Web3 will be the next big thing for the next five, 10 years or not? Do you think like blockchain, like Bitcoin will go down or never? I, so I'm not that familiar from a Bitcoin and crypto standpoint. All I can do is when I read it, it's governments are going to move into uh, you know, uh, central bank digital currencies. I, I don't know what's going to happen to, to Bitcoin, but blockchain itself, it's going to be adapted because blockchain provides that, that trust factor of it proves that I am who I say I am and you are who you say you are. So take for India, for, for instance, mm-hmm. blockchain would be fantastic, especially when it comes to those, those, uh, there's a lot of the people that don't have banks, that don't trust banks or don't put mm. money in banks. So now you have those up and coming banks, the fintech banks that use blockchain to prove who a person is in order for them to be participate in the financial markets. So blockchain is going to be around. It's, you know, what's interesting too is us doing Google searches where you have the blue lines that pop up, that's going to, that's going to go away. It's not going to be that way in time. They're already talking about that experience of going to Google and clicking on a, a, a hyperlink and then it brings to what you want. It's going to change. It's going to become more personalized. They're going to know what Rohit wants. They're going to know what I want. And they're going to start pushing personalization to you as to what you want. So you don't have to be clicking on a link to look for things. So yeah, Web3 is, it's evolving. Blockchain is just going to get you know more important. 
because it, it's it's almost impossible to be broken unless somebody within there is going to do something that they shouldn't do. Uh, but I think it's going to be it's going to change it's going to change where we are. And what do you think about the companies, you know, like Meta or Twitter? Like these guys have like did one thing, like everyone can get verified for the five five bucks a month just because of money or something. Residual else. revenues. It's residual revenues, right? So Microsoft went, you know, launched Office 365, what, five years ago. Because chasing that, I have to keep selling the product in order to get paid. They'd rather have a very steady income of the residual. But it's what's gonna be interesting is what's gonna happen with the metaverse. Right. As you want to, you like the World Wide Web, we can all get onto the World Wide Web. The mm-hmm. metaverse, there isn't one central place just yet. They're working on it. We have the central land, you have these other things that they're building. It eventually is going to become a place where everybody knows how to get there. And they're going to be pushing products out to you. They're going to be letting you know about specials. They'll give you offers. Uh, from a retail perspective, you might be able to start trying on clothes. In the metaverse, that will have a true representation of how it's going to look on you. Amazon, I mean, how many people, not a lot of people still go to stores and order. Amazon is, people just buy things from there and then just return it. So you might see a lot of people trying things out in the metaverse and looking at it from that perspective. It's going to be pretty interesting. And then it becomes like, how do you get charged? And what are the costs? What's the revenue models? And all that's going to work itself out. But it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. Any best advice do you have for anyone who is getting into entrepreneurship or maybe, you know, like getting into Web3 or maybe Metaverse? Sure. The best time to get into any business or doing anything was yesterday uh, or five years ago. The next Mm -hmm. best time is now, right? If you keep waiting two years, you wait five years, I'll get to it one day. It's like everything else. It doesn't happen. But if you have an idea, especially with what's happening with Metaverse, with AI, I mean, you get into that now, it's um, it's going to change things. The metaverse is, it's, now's the time to do it. If you have an idea of what you're doing, companies are out there innovating and coming up with ideas and how to bring people on it. That's the area you should look at. And entrepreneurship will, will allow that for you. If you want to get some experience first, go work for a company. Go get yeah. some of that experience before you go out on your own. I mean, that's what a lot of people do as well, right? They just, just don't start it themselves. They get some experience and then they go out to it. But I'm an entrepreneur. I think a lot of people should do it. And I think for AI and Web3, it's the best time to get in, even before it's got too late, you know? Well, every company has to adapt and work with AI today, or customers just aren't going to work with them. And that's that's unfortunate. And that's not just being said by me. That's that's being said by many, many companies. Awesome, Nicole. So yeah, thank you so much for getting into the show and having your good insights for our audience to talk about AI, Metaverse, and Web3. So yeah, thank you so much for having on. Thanks so much, Rohit.